This morning, I have a very, very important word for all of us to hear and to be reminded of. We're doing a series on being spiritually fit. And I want to center in on an extremely important exercise that will enable us to be spiritually fit. And listen to this statement. That we exercise our spirits and get strong by giving God continual praise and thanksgiving. I am looking at a congregation filled with kings and priests unto God. Peter says this, that we're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, or a purchased possession, that we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. You that are purchased by the blood ought to be people that are giving him the high praises of God on a continual basis. We are to enter the password daily, which is thank you. We are to make ourselves at home in his presence Talking praise and thanking Him and worshiping Him. The psalmist said it like this in Psalm 34, verse 1. He said, I will. He got His will involved in His praise. We must get our will involved in our praise. Because there are times your body would rather not. There are times that your mind would rather not. But if you still profieste, if you will set your will toward Him and toward the Word of God, you will find that a rushing mighty wind will come upon you and help you and enable you to praise Him continually. Hallelujah. Say with me, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually... It shall be in my mouth. mouth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul said this. He said, now thanks be unto God, which sometimes causes me to triumph. No, we don't serve a sometime God. We serve a God who never changes. We serve a master who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he causes you and I to triumph at all times, in all seasons, whatever the circumstance may be. So I encourage this church, and I'm encouraging myself, to develop a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. Develop a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. If there was one who, had, who was highly developed in praise and worship, it certainly was the Apostle Paul. Think about the Apostle Paul. If you've been watching the series A.D., you saw what happened to him on the road of Damascus. I mean, the glory of God came upon him and turned him from Saul of Tarsus, the persecutor, to the Apostle Paul, the one who got revelation of who we are and what we have in Christ. 
And you will notice throughout the writings of Paul several times the context of rejoicing, the context of giving of thanks at all times, and the context of being a person that is filled with the Holy Spirit to the degree of having an overflow of thanksgiving in one's life. Amen. Now, for example, and by the way, did not the Apostle Paul have an encounter with Jesus? Have you had an encounter with Jesus? One thing I noticed about Paul is he didn't stop at one major or main encounter. He went on to have a series of encounters with Jesus the rest of his life. And I don't believe that we ought to stop at one encounter. I believe every one of us should be encountering him daily and regularly. This is what the Spirit is saying. A lifestyle of thanksgiving. A lifestyle of the fullness of the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5 and verse 18, he said this, Be not drunk with wine where is an excess but be filled with the Spirit. This could just about say, be sober, because there's things in life that will cause you to be drunk. Drunk with the cares of this life. Drunk with the burdens of life. Drunk with anxiety and drunk with the things of this world. And so he says, instead of that, get filled with the Holy Ghost. And in the Greek it says, but be being filled. In other words, don't just have one encounter of fullness. Have an ongoing encounter of staying full of the Holy Spirit. And then he shows us how we can do it. In verse 19, read this with me. Ready, read. Speak unto yourselves. You don't have to sing a special to do that. You can do this in the privacy of your living room like Brenda and I were doing last night. Sitting on the couch, watching Apple TV, going through worship tunes. Listening to Hillsong, Hillsong United, listening to Matt Redman, listening to Ashmont Hill. I'm telling you, the Thomas household isn't filled with anger and strife. It's filled with glory and power. Why? Because we purpose in our heart... To maintain a Holy Spirit-filled lifestyle. And one way we do that is a constant flow, a stream of praise and thanksgiving to God. And you know what? You can do the same thing. You can surround yourself with good music. You can surround yourself with good word. And so speak to yourselves. Sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. And let's notice verse 20. You ready to read some more? Verse 20. Ready, read. Giving thanks for all things unto God and the Father. Now, who penned the book of Ephesians? The Apostle Paul. Could we say, just by reading that verse, that the Apostle Paul had a lifestyle of worship and praise to God. Could we say that Paul lived his life filled with the Spirit? Okay. Now, I don't think anybody would argue that. But there was a time 
where the Apostle Paul and Silas ended up in a place that was ugly. They ended up in a place where they were beaten. They ended up in a place where they were thrown in jail. And you know why they were thrown in jail? They were not thrown in jail because they did something wrong. They were thrown in jail because they did something good. They were thrown in jail because they did something that was of God. And while they were about God business, they found a girl that had evil spirits and she would tell people's fortunes. And Paul one day got grieved in his spirit and turned to that spirit and said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And she came out. And guess what happened? The the masters were so upset. The owners are the ones that were making money off of her soothsaying. Got so really ticked off that they had Paul beaten and thrown into prison. But I want you to notice what Paul's response was and what Silas's response was. Now listen, their response came and sprung forth from a lifestyle of prayer and praise. They didn't wait until their backs were up against the wall. They didn't wait until they were under pressure to praise and pray. They brought that spirit of praise and spirit of prayer right into the prison with them because they had a lifestyle of it. In Acts chapter 16, notice with me in verse 25, here's what they did and here's what we, what we may do. And at what? And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises. Glory to God. What did they do? They prayed, and they sang praises to God. And what happened? The prisoners heard them. Now listen very carefully. This is your word today for you. Make praise a lifestyle so that when the midnight experiences occur, praise will flow naturally out of you. Don't wait till the press is on. Instead, if you wait, there won't be praise coming out of your mouth. There'll be pouting coming out of your mouth and maybe some other things that shouldn't come out of your mouth. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, this lifestyle of praise will not only impact your life, but it will impact your kids. It will impact people around you. Now, Pastor Nancy sent me a little email in between services. But listen to this in verse 26. You ready to shout a little bit? Thank you for that one amen. And that two holy grunts over there. Read verse 26. The other prisoners were listening to them. And verse 26 says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the very foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the doors were open, and everyone's shackles were unfastened. It's happening right now in this church. 
it happened during praise and worship. There are some that came in with shackles that no longer have shackles because the name of the Lord is being praised. And here's the word. Here's a good takeaway. When we are blessed, others benefit. When we have victories, others are affected. Amen. 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 And you know, that really lines up with the word that you and I, we are blessed to be a blessing. Blessed people are people that are filled with the Spirit. Blessed people are people that live the lifestyle of honor and thanking and praising the Lord. And listen, you just can't, listen, you walk in the blessing and you walk in the presence of God, this very same presence that ministers to you and keeps you strong and keeps you healthy, this very same presence will flow out of your spirit like rivers of living water and others will benefit from the goodness of God on your life. Say with me, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it! Hallelujah. So, it won't be hard for you when the bills stack up. It won't be difficult for you when the child rebels. It won't be difficult for you when there are some real tests and some tough circumstances. Why? Because you're prayed up. And because you're praised up. Look at 1 Timothy, or 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, if you would. 1 Thessalonians. And on the way over there, say this to me, from the rising of the sun... Till the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is to be praised. Now, to me, that spells continuously, right? See, here's the problem in the church. And I'm not talking specifically about this church. But in the body of Christ in general, oftentimes we're event-oriented. You know what I mean by that? That we come to church and uh, it's kind of like a choir robe, if you will. There is what the Bible talks about, putting on the what? There is a garment called praise. And here's what a lot of Christians do. I mean, Sunday in and Sunday out, year in, year out, decade in, decade out. Well, it's time now to go to church and get our praise on. Let's get our praise on now. Let's get our praise on. You ought to have your praise on before you get to church. Now, if you hadn't had your praise on for a while, come on in. Get the garment of praise on. We'll get it back on you. But don't hang it up in the choir room afterwards. Take that garment with you. I said, take that garment with you. Put on the garment of praise. When you wear the garment of praise, you won't have a spirit of heaviness. And you won't bring heaviness into the church. You'll bring a supply into the church. Now, if you're heavy, that's okay. The Spirit of the Lord will lift that off of you. But once He lifts it off of you, you've got your part to play to keep it off of you. Now, that's better preaching than you realize. Put on. 
Somebody says, well, I don't feel it. Well, sometimes you've got to put it on. <laughs> Amen? Your feelings have nothing to do with it. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, Amplified. Read it with me, if, if you please. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus the revealer and meditator of that will. Now keep that up there right now. We know that it is the will of God for all of us to thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Can we do it? The question is, will we do it? And the will has to do with us Making a choice every day to live this Christ-like lifestyle. Not to be motivated and living according to the dictates of the flesh, but living and being motivated according to the dictates of the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of us. In everything, give thanks. That means in the church. That means in the car. That means in the employment area. That even means in your PJs. In everything. If we will give thanks in everything, we know that our God will take us out of those things that we're in because His presence will move the circumstances right out of the way. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That's God's will. That's God's will. Uh, I shared this in the early service, talking about developing a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Now, we had the privilege and the benefit of knowing Brother Kennedy Hagen very well. He was in our church many, many times over the years. And God graced us to have fellowship with him. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying he's my spiritual father and he was comfortable around Brenda and I. So we were able to spend time with him. But now Dad Hagen would have days where he was very quiet. I mean real quiet. Uh, I took him to an Oakland A's game. He said he hadn't been to a baseball game since 65. This was like in 2000 something. And uh, we sat down there in the box seats, and I waited on Brother Hagen and gave him sausages and all good food and everything. But he didn't say a word to me that day. He sat there with the Oakland A's hat on. He had a sunburn on his ear when it was done. Seventh inning, I said, Brother Hagen, you ready to go? He says, suits me fine. That means I'm ready to go. So we get in the car, and it's quiet. I mean Quiet quiet and all of a sudden you'd hear thank you jesus or you'd hear sometimes we'd be driving down the road mom and dad hagen would be in the car and all of a sudden on the back seat you'd hear blessed assurance jesus is mine oh what a foretaste of glory divine he didn't have a good voice so we'd be singing it in his gruff and rough voice (laughs) but what was he doing he was maintaining that spirit-filled life. He was living a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. It was something that just oozed out of the man of God because that's where he lived. And that's where you and I 
live as well. We live in the Spirit. And so we should be walking in the Spirit. And we should be communicating in the Spirit. Now, there were other times we were around him, and he would be talking like, whoa. He would just talk and talk and talk for hours. Sometimes I'd forget he was there, and I'd want to press the button to do rewind, because it sounded just like a tape. But my point is this. The lifestyle is a major key for you to overcoming every circumstance in your life. You know... I can't share everything about my personal life. It's not wise. But I've been through some really, really testy waters over the course of my years. I've been through some huge tests. But I have discovered that in the midst of the test, he was right there. I said in the midst of the test, he was right there. Listen, friend. He will never leave you. He will never. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you without help. He will never leave you without support. He said, I will not, I will not, I will not ever leave you nor forsake you. And in the same breath, he says, don't you dare be afraid, for I am with you. I'm going to uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to take you through to the other side. Woo! Come on, somebody, shout. But now listen very carefully. The fact that he said he would never leave us nor forsake us is only good on paper if we don't believe it. And we don't partake of his presence in our life. Because we can ignore him just like some of you ignore your wives. You can ignore him just like some of you wives ignore your husbands. He is a holy guest. He is a gentleman. Now we're going somewhere with this. Listen, we're going somewhere. We're getting somewhere. God's got some things to say to us this morning. Pay attention to Him on the inside. Look to the greater one on the inside. Fellowship with Him. Participate in that communion with the precious Holy Spirit. And you will see in that participation a holy presence come upon your life and saturate your very being. It is just like a cloak of glory coming upon you. It's just like a saturation of fresh oil coming upon your life. In the midst of very difficult situations, he told you, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to put you over. So he says, well, I don't need that right now. You need it more than you think. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Turn quickly to Hebrews 13, if you would. Hebrews, the 13th chapter. Notice this, it says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. There's that word, continually. 
That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. The Amplified says, Through him therefore let us constantly and at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise. With what? With the fruit of our lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. So we see there Mark Thomas. We don't see the scripture. We see there to be thankful means to be grateful. But the word thankful also means to acknowledge. You're grateful for him. You're grateful for what he's done. So you acknowledge it. Listen to this statement. Gratitude must be expressed. Look at your neighbor and say, Gratitude Gratitude must be be expressed. expressed. Now, I think one trap that the enemy gets us into, it's so easy for us to compare ourselves with others, isn't it? It's so easy to compare ourselves with what others have done and what others have. As long as we compare ourselves with others, we always come up on the short end of the stick. Did you find that out to be true? But I believe this, that God has never made any of his children inferior to anyone. Every one of you are his workmanship. Every one of you are fearfully, come on, and wonderfully made. See, others, listen, others may be further along than you are because they've been around longer. But you know what? Your attitude should be, I'm on my way. Say it with me, I'm coming up. I'm coming up. Amen. So don't compare yourself with other people. Don't consider yourself inferior to another person, but be thankful and acknowledge what the Lord has done. You got to wake up in the morning sometimes. I just double dog dare you, or rather encourage you to do this. Wake up in the morning, look at the mirror and say, look what the Lord has done. Hallelujah. Now, if it's before you comb your hair and brush your teeth, You might want to sing, look what the Lord will do. How many of you know you've got to see yourselves by the eyes of your faith? Come on, somebody. Thanksgiving involves remembering what he's done for you and valuing it. Thanks be to God, which gives you the victory. Gloria Copeland said this, and this is a powerful statement. She said, praise is the language of receiving. She goes on to say, if you have believed you've received, you're going to be thanking God for it. Well, how can I thank God for something that I can't see, feel, hear, or touch, or smell? You do it by faith. You receive it by faith. You give him praise in advance. And then she goes on to say, if you're still trying to get it, then you're not going to be thanking God for it. She said, whether it manifests yet or not, you've received it, it's coming, and you just don't quit. You just don't what? You just don't quit. I'm not going to stop praising the Lord. How about you? Now, Jesus said something extremely important to us in Matthew chapter 21, verse 46, or 16. He said, have you never read that out of the mouths of babes and sucklings that he has perfected praise? So we see here, here 
that perfect praise comes out of the children of God. Amen? Now, look at Psalms 8 and verse 2. And I want you to track with me here for a few moments. How many of you give me a few more moments today? Well, that's enough of you. I'll take it. Praise the Lord. Psalm 8. Psalms 8, verse 2. You've got to have your ears on in these next few moments to get what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Say it with me. i got my ears on. Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom, we pray. Revelation in the knowledge of you. So let, let's take the time to get what the Holy Spirit is saying to us this morning. Look at, with me in verse 8. He says here, Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, or children of God, you have ordained what? I want you to mark that down and make a note of it. That out of the children of God, he ordains strength. And then he goes on to say, Because of your enemies, that you might still the enemy, and the avenger. Now, I've looked at that verse over the years, and it's a little bit blind to me. And so I want to read to you some other translations that will make it more clear and clarify what this is saying. One translation, which is a great translation, the message says this. Nursing infants gurgle courses about you. Toddlers Shout the songs that drown out enemy talk. And it silence atheistic babble. I like that one statement, that drown out enemy talk. God talk will drown out enemy talk. High praises will drown out enemies talk. Amen? Now notice another translation. Let me just read this one to you. He says, you have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing the enemies and all who oppose you. So we see here perfected praise. Everyone say perfected praise. Ordained strength. The silencing of my enemies and all those who oppose me. Number one, perfected praise. Ordained strength. Silencing the enemies. Now, God's words translation says this. Listen to this. From the mouths of little children and infants. And you know, we're all children of God. Simple childlike faith. You have built, oh, I love this. You have built a fortress against my opponents to silence the enemy and the avenger. Now stop right there. Through perfected praise, there comes into your life and my life an impenetrable fortress of protection around your life. Who glory. Psalms 91 says that when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, we abide under the shadow of El Shaddai, whose power no foe can withstand. Do you get it? 
There's a place in God through praise and worship that builds a fortress of presence and a fortress of strength in our life. Pull that scripture up again. I just can't do without it. From the mouths of little children and infants, you have built a fortress against your opponents and it silences the enemy and the avenger. Thank you, Lord. Now, if praise builds a fortress of protection and strength, complaining and whining tears the fortress down. If perfected praise brings strength into my life and builds a fortress of protection around me, then whining and grumbling and complaining will bring that protection down and open up an entry door to the enemy. I don't think you realize what's being said to you today. Don't let this message be too simple for you. If you are looking for entry points into your life to be shut down, check the door of whining and complaining and slam it shut. There's an anointing here right now. There is an anointing. Listen, you and I have all sorts of opportunities to gossip. I have all sorts of opportunities to judge and be judgmental. I have no right trying to pull a moat out of your eye when I've got a log in my own. Or if I had a log in my own. No right. Now, the Bible warns us of not allowing any corrupt communication to come out of our mouth. Now, when we think of corrupt communication, we think of slang, we think of, you know, dirty words and stuff like that. But when God thinks of corrupt communication, He thinks of gossiping, He thinks of doubt. He thinks of belittling. He thinks of putting other people down. When God thinks of corrupt communication, He thinks of things that subtract from our lives. Now, I've learned a key to overcoming small talk. Glory to God. I said glory to God. This This is where we live. And I don't care... If you've been in the ministry almost 40 years like Brenda and I, I don't care. Whether you work in a, in a warehouse, you're going to get opportunity to be carnal. Now, to be carnally minded, the Bible says, is death. In other words, living out of what we see here, talking out of what we see here in our mind, equates to being carnally minded. But on the other hand, to be spiritually minded is what? Oh, come on, saints. 
To be spiritually minded is life and peace. What does it mean to be spiritually minded? To speak from and to live from your spirit by the Holy Spirit and the Father of spirits who lives in you. And if you live from that place, you will always be walking in love. That's why Ephesians 5, let's look at verses 1 through 4. I found a key that will help you overcome this. Anybody interested? Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 says, Be imitators of God or be imitators of love as dear children and walk in love, amen, as children of God. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1. And uh, I'll open it up. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. And then in verse 2, let's read it together. Ready, read. Now let's pull verse 3 and 4 up in the King James Version, if you would. Pull verse 3 and 4 up in the King James. So we see we're to imitate God. We are to walk in love, right? And verse 3 and verse 4, it says, Now fornication and all uncleanness, all corrupt communication or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. Now notice in verse 4, and here's what I want you to see. Ready, read. Neither foolishness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient... Now keep that right here. Instead of corrupt communication, instead of acting like a fool all the time and trying to say something funny all the time, instead of stupid jesting, now I like to tell something funny like the rest of the people do, but if that's a way of life, that equates carnality, which are not convenient. In other words, it's not appropriate to do that. You're a child of God. It's not suited for those who have been called out of darkness and brought into the kingdom of God. It's not appropriate. But instead of, or in place of, here's what you can do every day of your life. You can give thanks. Say with me, I can give thanks. You may be sitting in a restaurant. You may be sitting at a ball game. You may be sitting in the lunchroom on the job. And if the conversation goes south and it goes the way and not the way of God, here's what you can do in your heart. Lord, I just praise you. I give you thanks. I give you thanks. And what that will do is that will literally stop that conversation from penetrating your life. Now listen carefully. I can't control other people's lives. I can't control other people's tongues. But I can control whether or not I give thanks or not. Listen, friend. It's just as easy as that. Rather than that, just in your heart, lift up your spiritual voice and say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I give you. Come on, let's try it on for size right now. Lord, I thank you. Glory to God. Lord, I give you praise. Oh, I magnify your name, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you can't blame others. 
Well, they trapped me into it. You don't have to be trapped into anything. Turn quickly to Psalms 9. Psalms 9. Psalms 9, verses 1 through 3. He said, I will praise you, Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth thy marvelous works. I will be glad and I will rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name, O thou most high. Verse 3, read it with me. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and they shall perish at thy presence. The bottom line is praise that is perfective, brings strength into your life. It brings the presence of God on the scene. It builds a fortress around you. It shuts up the enemy's voice and it causes them to turn back and perish at the presence of God. Woo! Glory to God. I got it out. Because in the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. And what does joy bring? The joy of the Lord brings strength and the strong spirit of a man. He that is spiritually fit lives a life of praise. Dad Hagen said this way. He says, as you spend time in God's presence, ministering to the Lord in praise and worship, it will quiet your mind and strengthen your spirit. That's why spending much time ministering to the Lord will greatly aid you in developing your spirit. What does ministering to the Lord mean? Well, it simply means to linger in His presence, to love Him and to worship Him for all that He is and for all that He's done for you. Ministering to the Lord simply means to drink in. Say it with me, I'm drinking in. It means to drink in and of his glory and power, and I love this, and to allow him to saturate every part of your being. He goes on to say, as you spend time just loving and worshiping him, it's so much easier to quiet your mind and emotions and focus on Jesus. So take the time to let your body become quiet. Let your mind be still. Let your emotions subside. Until there's no emotion at all in manifestation coloring your thoughts. Once your mind and body are quiet, listen way down deep in your innermost being to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. I'm going to ask Pastor Tom to come to the platform right now as we prepare to close here. Say it with me. Perfected praise builds a fortress of protection around me allowing his presence to saturate my being my enemies are turned back therefore I will not delay to act on this word that I've just heard I purpose in my heart to develop a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving You know what I found out, ladies and gentlemen? You know what I found out? When I get in his presence, sometimes it's just got to be let out of my mouth. When I get over in his presence, sometimes his presence gets in my feet. Sometimes his presence gets in my feet to the degree that I do a little run. Or I do a shout. 
You see, when this becomes a reality in your life, no one will have to tell you to rejoice. Rejoicing will just be a byproduct of what's going on on the inside of you. See, the scripture tells me that the kingdom of God that we're in, it's a kingdom of righteousness, it's a kingdom of peace, and it's a kingdom of joy in the Holy Spirit. I want you to listen to a couple things before we go. And I'm going to ask you for about 90 seconds of pure, undulterated, unadulterated rejoicing. No one leaves this place lest they rejoice. <laughs> listen to this statement. And however you rejoice doesn't matter. Just rejoice. Listen to this. Joy is the serious business of heaven. That's what C.S. Lewis said. Mark Hankins said it like this. If you only knew what happened in the spirit when you rejoice, you would rejoice every day. He furthermore says this. Rejoicing is a demonstration before heaven, hell, and others that, and even yourself that Jesus is Lord and that he is triumphant over the enemy who is a defeated foe. Your joy is a demonstration of your faith in the supremacy of God and his word. Rejoicing comes out of a lifestyle of praise and it is a demonstration that you believe God's promises and you trust his faithfulness to do what he said he'd do. When we get thrilled with the word of God is when it comes alive and we see supernatural results. I want you to stand to your feet right now. As we close, say this with me. I'm becoming more spiritually fit every day. I'm becoming stronger and stronger in Jesus and in the power of his might. So all week long, I purpose to cultivate a lifestyle of praise and thanksgiving. No matter what the circumstance may be, I'm going in the power of his might. I choose the word. Walking by faith and not by sight. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we go our way today, we take heed to what you've spoken to us this morning. Lord, we keep all the doors shut and we thank you for the windows of heaven opening strong in every one of our lives. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Give your neighbor a smile, a high five. You can be dismissed. Have a great day. God bless you as you go.